Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to episode 251 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, what have you been up to? A couple of things. I've uh, been playing the Final Fantasy VII remake, called the part one of the Final Fantasy VII remake. They've got to make the other parts, uh, which is interesting because I think it's going to add up right. to about four or five parts, uh, which will take a long time for them to make. But nonetheless, the first part's been out since March something or, or, or other. And of course, it's you know the return of Cloud, the Final Fantasy VII character, and some others that I'm getting used to. Just for reference, and when I was obviously younger, and, and we had the you know that PlayStation 1 era of uh, Crash Bandicoot, Final Fantasy, Tomb Raider, Metal Gear Solid. It's from that 90s kind of era. Right. Uh, of course, the one that I got attached to was the Crash Bandicoot one, hence everything I've talked about in the past. Your obsession so with I never, Crash Bandicoot, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I never really had the sort of nostalgic attachment to Final Fantasy 7 or any of the Final Fantasy games, and so I'm pretty much going in fresh with this one. Uh, I know a couple of bits and pieces, and, and obviously it's you know a very Japanese game, made by Square Enix, of course, so that was pretty good it's got this interesting because the the original game itself was turn-based at least i believe it was turn-based from, yeah. from what i've heard of this is more more of an open game so the interesting thing with it is you've got the uh, different difficulty modes which is casual and then you know easy normal hard whatever where they're sort of listed in i've decided to play the game on casual basically right. what that is is where uh, you can go into any battle and you can let the character that you're controlling which is usually cloud he'll fight on his own Okay. Oh, sorry, he'll it fight automatically is what I meant to say. And so he will judge for himself when he needs to attack, defend, block, dodge, all, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. But um, in, unless you select it, you can choose to intervene as to when to you know do spells and you know give people potions and all, all that sort of extra stuff as well. You can actually take over yourself while he's doing his automatic stuff. So let's say he's sort of standing there and you think he should attack. You can kind of jump in yourself and press square or you can... So you can still basically play it manually if you want to but you can also let cloud take over it's if you know quite, what I mean quite and you, a nice and idea you can do that. it yeah and you can do it pretty freeingly as well so if, it's sort of one of them situations where if you're not sure how you want to sort of fight on the game or when you should be dodging and that sort of stuff you can sort of let cloud guide the fight and then if you want to intervene with different stuff you can very much do that at your own pace and then if you want to change back you basically yeah. don't press any buttons that sort of thing it's a nice so. way of of letting people that maybe want to play through the story but aren't that bothered about the 
fighting side of things be mm. able to kind of yeah. play through it without having to worry too much i think yeah yeah it's it's good for that because my main kind of focus with it has been i've heard really good stuff about the story and the characters so i wanted to kind of focus on on them and things obviously you can still you know do the fights and play the gameplay and still focus on yeah everything else but more more of my interest with, with was with the characters and stuff so letting letting cloud kind of take over has made it easier and just just sort of better for my experience so mm. uh that's been really really good i'm only about i, w- I want to say four or five hours or something and this game is i would just say quite long people Thousands. have said they, they finished yes. it in yeah people have said they finished it in like 50 60 hours there's other people that i know that have like done the completionist thing and they played like 156 or something but it's it, it depends how much side stuff and that you want to do as well because i got to this particular part in the game and there was some side stuff and i was like all right i've, I've done the side stuff that i kind of want to do and you can either choose to move on or stay in the town and and do the other side stuff so it's it's up to you mm. but uh, that's been that's been pretty good. good um it's interesting that this isn't the full game it is only the first part and, yeah that's uh, kind of weird did it was it released in segments previously or is it no no, I think it was How just weird. Final Fantasy VII. So How yeah, I, I think one. Of, I think one of the things that has made one of the changes. Not that I'm familiar with the the lore of Final Fantasy or whatever, but the first part of the game basically takes place in I think it's called Midgard. And what they've done is taken this first part of the game, extended the Midgard story. What difference that makes, I don't actually know. Uh, <laughs> but it's basically extended the first part of Midgard and made that the first part of this Final Fantasy thing. Right. Okay. Um, and then the, the the second part is I think in development at the moment or, okay. or whatever. So it's probably going to be three, four, five years before we see part two. But uh, yeah, from the conversations I've sort of heard about this game and how long it might take to do and all that, it might end up with like five or six parts, which will probably take like up to 10 years or something you would imagine. Yeah. So uh, even this first part alone took quite a few years to make. So that might go on for quite a few years but uh, that's been pretty good good speaking of things taking too long uh, <laughs> I did the uh, Call of Duty update another one of those this is for the um, it was for season 3 it went live the weird thing is with, with this game I mean there's a lot of weird things with Call of Duty but uh, one of the one of the weird things with it is the actual game itself doesn't take that long to install it's when you go onto the game and it's like okay you need these other parts like the multiplayer pack 2 and this other sort of pack that was, that was there and for some reason those have taken longer than the actual main part of the game to install it's it's very very weird so uh, that's been interesting as well but uh <laughs> yeah they've updated for season three they've added the uh, hard hat map which was in i think call of duty modern warfare 2 back in the day kind right. of map so that, that's what that's one of the classic maps which is it's i guess not really worth the updates for that but it's worth the updates for the uh the old maps and stuff because there's been a lot of maps that um you know people that i've played with and stuff they've they've talked about hard hat isn't really one that was requested really the one that people people mm. were really sort of talking about there's a lot of classic maps you could sort of pull out for the old call of duty things like um nuketown terminal and a whole bunch of others as well but they went with hard hat it's be- hard hat is basically this massive construction site it's right. a little bit un- uneven in terms of like you know platforms and, and that sort of stuff but uh it's it's not bad it's just uh, i don't mind the updates and that it's just how long they take it's just well, that, it's, yeah it's i've seen yeah. i mean i don't play call of duty but i've seen a lot of complaints about the updates and the fact that they're massive and they take forever to download i mean you're on the show every what two or three weeks and i don't think <laughs> you've come on once without saying i've just had an update for call of duty so yeah. it's insane the amount of updating they do and how long they seem to take because even the smaller updates seem to take hours so yeah to say i don't play it personally but that's that's nuts <laughs> yeah yeah it would add up from what you've just said because it is roughly every sort of three to four maybe five
five weeks or so when they do an update and sometimes it is like a big new season update and sometimes it's like a playlist update one of the main problems that's really hindering that is because they added the Warzone stuff which is basically Call of Duty's Battle Royale that now takes up 90 gigabytes which is an enormous <laughs> amount of space and yeah, I don't even want PS4 or, it is, yeah. I, I, yeah and I don't want or play Warzone so I want to just sort of untick it but you have to have it installed so uh, yeah. yeah but nonetheless it's been it's been a fun when I actually get to play the game it's been uh, really really fun still so um, good but well, there's that Last of Us 2 is almost here I know there's been some spoilers out there and stuff all of which I've managed to avoid um, there's going to be a state of play apparently on uh, Wednesday which is when we're actually doing me and Robert are doing our gaming podcast so that's pretty nice and handy so uh, yeah I'm really really excited for this game like really excited for this game uh, I've talked about it on probably quite a few different podcasts at this yeah. point but no, I'm uh, looking forward to they, it PlayStation uploaded this um, I can't remember the exact name but it was like into the gameplay or, or something like that and it was basically Neil Druckmann and the team talking about some of the gameplay stuff we've already seen mm. but kind of going in depth as to like what's going on and, and, and also how they made the decisions of to okay why the gameplay is like this and how it sort of works and g- going a bit more sort of in depth with it and I uh, really really appreciated seeing that as well and also explaining because obviously you play as Joel in the first game and one of the things they kind of explained in that was with Joel you were literally throwing your fists around and beating people up with Ellie it's more about dodging and using melee weapons so they, right. they kind of explained how the game has sort of fundamentally changed in that way because you at least from what we know mainly play as Ellie in the second one we may get to play as Joel at some point I don't know but uh, it's it's sort of switched in that way mm. so that's the 19th of June for people that don't know that's a Friday so a couple more weeks I think that's about three or four weeks away so cool. we are getting there the game's also gone gold as well so there will be no more delays so that should be good uh, just a little note I wanted to add uh, from podcast stuff I recently finished making classic review season four and that's going to be starting on the 3rd of June that's going to be uh, again another weekly series running for 12 weeks so I uh, just uh, wanted people to look out for that, that so that will be next week Wednesday is the uh, the 3rd of June so uh, look out for that as well the last thing I want to talk about is um, a show that I watched which is Brassic it's a uh, I think it's a Sky Original isn't it I'm not sure it where is. it is yes. outside of the UK yeah but it's a Sky Original production it's got uh, Michelle Keegan from what she been in Coronation Street Our Girl and some other stuff as well she's on they recently did a season of Our Girl didn't they on BBC yeah not that um, long ago think. yeah right but she's in that and you've also got is it Joe Gilgan Gil- I uh, think that's how you, you yeah Joe, Joe Gilgan who is it's actually his show he wrote it and, and yeah. or created yeah. it I, I think there are other writers involved but it was all his original idea kind of based on his life actually and uh, it's Damien Maloney as well in there was one of mm-hmm. the other stars of it yeah I've seen the first few episodes of season one and I did really enjoy it I just haven't got back to watching the rest of it mm-hmm. because I know it's a Sky original so I know it's going to be around on Sky for a long time so I've not had a desperate urge to go watch it but I did really enjoy it it's very very funny mm-hmm. um, Joe's apparently I've spoken to some people who've worked with him because he was on Preacher and some of the guys that oh, work with him say he's the the nicest lovely guy and incredibly funny and really open and just a really really nice bloke so I'm so happy for him because he's he's had various mental health issues you know dyslexic and ADHD and you know struggles with depression and anxiety and he did an interview with 
Russell Howard when he was sort of talking about even now it's only just starting to hit him that he's getting the exception of the fact that he actually might be quite good at this acting thing you know and, and, and right. he just really struggles with believing himself and uh, yeah. you know so I'm so happy that he's got this and it's working well for him and people seem to love it and uh, it's getting great numbers for Sky as well so uh, I'm so happy it's been a real really big success he was in Misfits as well that's the other thing he was in yeah he was uh, one of the Newer replacement ones. cast yeah, wasn't he one of the replacement yeah, yeah. cast yeah. So, uh, but yeah I've seen the first two seasons of Brassic which is what's available I think it's been yeah we talked about it before being renewed for a third season a long time ago it's outside of like yeah the mental health stuff that goes on mainly with Joe's character mm-hmm. outside of that sort of stuff it is really in a very British way a very just fun comedic show which you can yeah. kind of switch your brain off a little bit and kind of just enjoy the antics of the characters there's a lot of just there's a lot of just really out there crazy stuff that happens and uh, it's it's really a lot of fun it's a ser- it's a show I re- would recommend it's on um, well it's on Sky so now TV and Sky it should be available if you look around on demand on that but uh, it's a uh, really really good show um, it's interesting with Michelle's involvement because she's sort of she is tied into the main stuff but she's also got her own kind of plots and stories that are a little bit more on their own and then she sort of jumps back and forth between like the the, the main stuff that's going on with Joe's character and, and all the other guys and that and then it sort of jumps over to her character a little bit more as well uh, there's also some big sort of like relationship drama stuff that's going on uh, not in like a cliched bad way or whatever or like a boring way um, but that's been uh, pretty good as well mm. there's some, some really crazy stuff that happens in the show and it's just it's just a lot of fun so I yeah. uh, just wanted to recommend that as well say yeah. that I'd seen because it's only um, six episodes a season so 12 episodes they're about 45 minutes roughly each and uh, it's it's quite if you get in the right sort of mood for it and you have enough time it's a very kind of bingeable show as well yeah. so uh, the, I've, I've enjoyed that uh, the third season will have eight episodes apparently it's as well so oh, it has cool. been renewed for a third season already it's been hugely hugely popular for Sky so cool but yeah that's what I've been up to how about you well I mean gaming wise I have become slightly obsessed with Satisfactory which is the uh, the factory building game talked a little bit about it last week you're dropped onto this planet and you have to build yourself a factory to mine all the resources that are there it's all in first person you can build these huge ridiculously complicated factories and there it's sort of building conveyor belts to move things from one to the other and you can kind of set up these machines that build widgets and bits and pieces and it's all production chains so you've got to build like one thing to be able to build something else to be able to build something else and you can kind of build bigger and bigger stuff uh, and i love games like this i love building games and the fact that this is all in first person and it's this sort of big world and uh i've sort of been playing around with it a little bit and then the more i've got to learn it i've kind of ended up destroying things and then kind of rebuilding everything and trying to get <laughs> it more efficient and i just spend hours and hours it's one of those games that i've been sitting and playing and just sort of thought oh well, i'll spend a couple of hours on that like after i've finished working about you know 6 7 p.m and uh, then looked up and it's like midnight and you're like oh <laughs> so it's one of those yeah. games. so I, I thoroughly recommend that it's on the epic game store it's called satisfactory epic game store have got an amazing sale on at the moment i mean i don't like the platform quite as much as i do steam but the sales and the, like they've been giving away games they're giving away free games and the free game that they gave away last week was gta 5 the free game they're giving away this week is civilization 6 so you know it's worth just getting and if you've got a pc it's worth just downloading epic just to get the free games off it 
and the sale as well has a has a ten pound voucher that every time you buy a game in the sale you get the ten pound voucher back. So you constantly get like not only games that are on sale but also games that are on sale and you get an extra ten pound off. So that's good. <laughs> it's yeah. it's a ridiculous sale. Um, and I I mean they've got some really good stuff on there as well. I mean there's a lot of stuff that is also on Steam, but it is worth looking at if you're uh, a PC gamer. It is worth downloading the Epic Game Store and having a look through it because there are some great things on that. TV wise, uh, 911 came back. Really love that series. I'm very much looking forward to the second episode. I think it must have run as a two parter because it, it sort of feels like the first episode very much runs into the second. And I think in America it probably yeah. ran as a two parter because the second episode is is around a tsunami that hits the LA coastline. So that's kind of a quite a big thing. And they're running it week by week over here. So it, it sort of felt like you were missing half of that opening big epic episode because um, <laughs> it sort of stops as the wave, like you start to see yeah. the wave about to come and it stops. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to wait until next week for that. But I am really enjoying that show. It's really good. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Ryan Murphy does procedural drama and it's, it's fabulous. Yeah, I think it's probably the best of those procedurals on yeah. television, uh, yeah. I think, in terms of like, because it's not only just, okay, these bunch of people doing a case, you know, every week. Plus, you've also got the different departments in there and all that. And uh, I just think what they've done with the characters as well and what they've done with the relationships and stuff and making mm. you actually care about them, they've done a really, really good job with that. So I was really happy to see that come back last week for a, uh, it's on its third season now, isn't it? Yes, on its third season. Well, and there already. is a spin off show as well starring Rob Lowe called 911 mm. Lone Star, which unofficially Sky have picked up, but shh, I didn't tell you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I did not, they've not actually officially announced that yet. So it may be that the deal isn't completely signed. I don't know. But uh, I, I hear <laughs> that Lone Star will be coming to Sky Witness as well. Um, they're not crossing over at the moment. So there's no need to run them like together. My guess is they'll run 911 and then they might run Lone Star straight after it. But um, they are talking about crossovers in future seasons. So um, that'd be good. As long, good as, long job as it lines up over here. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> yes, the whole Batwoman fiasco. But uh, yeah, the, that I think because it's based on the same network yeah, over here, helpful. it should, it, that should sort that out. So that'd be fine. So I watched that um, sci fi show Pandora, which runs on Sci Fi UK over here. It's actually a CW series, but it, it's one of the second tier series. CW shows it's one of their summer shows you can tell I mean it's it's not up to quite the same quality level as uh, some of the other series so it's set in 21.99 it's a sci-fi action drama it follows a a woman who has basically lost everything I mean her parents are killed in the very opening episode right at the very beginning she gets shipped off or decides to go off to the Earth space train academy where she meets a new bunch of friends so it's it's got a kind of that buffy gang kind of feel to the to the group of friends because they're they're kind of aliens and humans and there's there's a whole different bunch of people in there but there is clearly something going on with her and the reason her parents was killed there is clearly some mystery with her and all that so yeah it's it's sort of interesting and um i mean it's it's a little bit cheesy the acting isn't great the special effects are okay for what it is it feels very much like a sort of second tier drama but it's a fun bit of sci-fi escapism but i will watch a bit more of it and see what i think but you know if you've got time 
able to kind of sit down and you like your sci-fi, it's perfectly okay. You know, it's one of those shows. It's not something I would rave massively about in any particular way, but it was it was entertaining enough to sit and watch. And I think I'll probably watch some more of it. There's nobody in it that you will probably really have heard of. Uh, there is a, a home and away actor in there. There's a few people that have been on uh, somebody from Neighbours, somebody from the Librarians. So you know, there's people from around, but I know none of the names or faces I, of people I recognise in it. So, but yeah, so there's that. I watched the Mandalorian documentary, the Disney Gallery documentary, which was quite interesting. Which is all the background stuff behind the Mandalorian. The fourth episode in particular is fascinating because it shows off quite a lot of the technology about how they actually shot the show and how much of it, in fact, almost all of it is shot indoors in a studio and not on green screen. They have this new technology which they actually built to film it and it's these massive LED wraparound screens. So when they're out in the desert and stuff, you project the desert onto the background so you can film it in camera without having to go back and put a green screen in behind it and you know do a bunch of post work and it also has the advantage that it means all the lighting is correct because you're getting the right reflections and stuff because if a sun rises on the screen behind it it reflects on the actor so it's an incredible bit of technology and it's it's one of the reasons why they've managed to shoot something which looks like it should be incredibly complicated to shoot it's why they've managed to get the second season of that in the can despite all the pandemic stuff they're confidently saying that the second season is coming And part of that is the fact that there isn't anywhere near as much effects work and post-production on that show as you might think there is. But it's absolutely fascinating. Even if you're not going to watch like all of it, go and watch the fourth episode because it's intriguing and really interesting to see how they made that show and how they shot it. Because that studio environment, I think, is the future of, of how to make things look incredible because I mean the Mandalorian I think you'd agree looked amazing but allows them to shoot indoors in a safe environment or in a controlled environment and it's incredible that you look at that and you look at some of the places they were when they were out in supposedly in forests or in deserts or even a lava tunnel at one point all of that shot in a studio, not on green screen. <laughs> it's an incredible bit of kit that they've come up with. And it all works in parallax and it uses a game engine to control it as well. They actually got people from a gaming company to help them design this system. So when the camera moves, it parallaxes the background behind the actor. So you get the same effect that you would if you were playing a video game and running around in a video game. It's a really phenomenal bit of tech and well worth going to watch. It's fascinating. That's the uh, Disney Gallery The Mandalorian which is on Disney Plus and um, we should talk a bit about the Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist finale because odd place to end it I thought but heartbreaking just incredible that show's been fabulous throughout I thought yeah um, I've really 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 enjoyed this show if anybody's heard you know any any of the, the podcasts I've done or seen the tweets that I've, I've put out about the show it's been so good throughout the this whole first season uh, me and Grey talked about it on Friday night did a little podcast 
podcast and mm. uh, talk about the finale and stuff. Yeah, really, really heartbreaking. It's one of the things as well. One thing they did really, really well with the finale. We knew, I'm not going to spoil what happened. We knew what was kind of coming up because yeah. of how they'd been building to it, but it still didn't feel like bad or predictable or any of those sorts of things. It, it was it was one of the things where we knew it was kind of coming, but it was still massively heartbreaking and all that. And just, yeah, just the way the whole thing's put together. And as I've been saying kind of since day one, just this idea that Zoe would hear people's thoughts that would break out into song and dance, but it, it's not just a user kind of, okay, these characters are going to do a musical. It's the way the musical or, or the music itself, the, the song and dance stuff ties in with the narrative mm-hmm. and you're seeing Zoe's actual reaction. You're, you're there with her in the scene and just, just the way that all fits in really well together, I think is, is very, very seamless. But um, I've, I've absolutely loved this, this first season. Uh, I'm just patiently waiting for it to get uh, renewed for a second season, of course, from uh, NBC. We've got to wait for them to, to do that, haven't we? But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've absolutely loved it. I think it's it's been an absolute phenomenal show. And yeah. in less skilled hands could have been incredibly silly and just dumb and they've managed to pitch it so beautifully and when you try and describe it to somebody they do go okay that sounds really weird and (laughs) and that sounds kind of ridiculous but it's got such a heart to it and just this soul and it's just so beautifully put together it's incredibly funny it's just i mean the some of the episodes have been absolutely heartbreaking but brilliantly written and very very funny as well and as you say the way they use the songs and tie it into the narrative it's just incredibly well done if you've not watched it it's on e4 go and watch Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I'm sure it will be up on all four for, a, I don't know, I'm sure it'll be up there yeah, for a while. Last but... time I checked, it was all still there. So uh, right. go and go and check that out before it gets taken down for time reasons or, yeah. or whatever. Well, well worth going to look yeah. at. It's really it, and it's good. just, I, keep, I just keep thinking back to, I remember when we were doing the Upfronts podcast, I think last year in, mm. in May, and you had kind of talked about what they'd pitched for the show. And I was like, oh, it might kind of work. This sort of song and dance, thought, thoughts to song and dance. I was like, oh, it might be. Be, might be all right might be pretty good but it's turned out pretty damn good so yeah. um really 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 enjoyed that yeah um so. regards to the renewal nbc is the only major network not to have done a sort of mass announcement of all their renews they've renewed one or two shows and certainly they've renewed they previously renewed a lot of their big things like the chicago series and this is us and that sort of stuff um mm-hmm. a lot of their regular shows which zoe's falls into that sort of category same things like um bone collector series the lincoln rhyme series a lot of those haven't yet been renewed. There's five or six shows that they haven't given any f- indication one way or another yet. Hopefully Zoe's gets renewed. I think it's probably on track to get picked up again. Usually we'd know all this stuff by now because the upfronts would have happened, but obviously they've all been cancelled due to the coronavirus. A lot of them have already announced. NBC's the only one that hasn't done a major announcement yet. So we'll see. But hopefully we might know by the next few weeks. They've got to make a decision at some point and they can't leave it too long but they've got a little bit more time because obviously nothing is filming right now so yeah. they've got a bit of breathing room before they actually need to make a decision about when they're going to start shooting again hopefully we will hear from NBC soon about that a couple of bits of news about uh, things being picked up uh, all four has added all seven seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer which <laughs> if you've never seen Buffy 
go and watch it. It's fantastic, that show. And uh, hopefully they might add Angel at some point, but they've they've added Buffy for now. So there's seven seasons of it to go and watch on there. Have you, have you ever watched Buffy? I don't know whether that was ever one that you got into because it's quite old at this point. Yeah, I've got a little bit of backstory about uh, Buffy, if you'd like to hear that. Um, <laughs> did, did do a, uh, I think it was for season, yeah, season two of Classic Reviews when, when I did that a couple of years ago. Um, had an ex-girlfriend five or six years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was. And we used to watch Buffy quite a bit. We got, I think, five or six seasons. Again, this was a few years ago, so I can't remember exactly how far we got into it. Uh, then, of course, that relationship ended and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and uh, fast forward to 2018, 2019, whenever it was, I watched it. Um, did a sort of season one, episode one and two kind of impressions thing for, for the classic reviews and that. So that's when I watched the uh, the first two episodes again. I think that was, yeah, that must have been through Amazon. I think it was on there. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much that kind of backstory. Yeah, season one is is not great, but it gets much better as it goes through sort of seasons two to seven. You can kind of get through season one. It's got some good bits in it, but it wasn't the best series that. But uh, certainly as you get through the later seasons, it's it's definitely, mm-hmm. definitely worth oh, watching. I, I definitely enjoyed it and I tend to continue with it. I just didn't pass 32 episodes at the moment. So. Right, yeah. But it is mm-hmm. all on all four, so you can go and watch it all now if you haven't seen it before. Or it, it, it's not on yet. Sorry, it's going on the 1st of June. It's going up there, so you'll be able to watch it on the 1st of June. Disney have announced a uh, July premiere date for a new Muppet series called Muppets Now which is a sort of improv series apparently so uh, it's huh. Muppets that are, are they had no script they were just the guys that do the Muppets improving their way through a show and I love this idea it, may, it goes back to them being the kind of anarchic silly kind of wonderful things <laughs> that you know the Muppets to be so I'm very much looking forward to this but uh, that's coming in July you can find that on Disney Plus and uh, WB finally have announced that they are releasing the Snyder Cut of Justice League release so, the Snyder Cut yes hashtag yeah. release the Snyder Cut so uh, it is coming to HBO Max so it's not getting a cinema release it's coming to HBO Max in the US I rather suspect it'll land on Sky over here though we haven't I got so. we haven't got official confirmation of that but I, given that the connection that they have to HBO I rather suspect that it will be available to rent on Sky if nothing else if it doesn't end up going on to normal HBO I suspect they probably won't do that depends how they release it because there was talk about them maybe doing it in two halves or something but yeah, it's, like a, it's like a mini it's going to be split, split up into like a mini series or something right okay yeah, yeah. so uh, which is an interesting idea of way of doing mm. it they apparently spent like you know millions to adding all the uh, new effects and stuff in that they need to do to finish it because yeah, it was obviously like 20 to 30 million I think they said yeah, yeah. so crazy so. amount of money they're spending on it but uh, you know I guess it's an interesting thing to do at this point because I, I think the virus will probably have had something to do with it because they're looking for content to be able to put out that people yeah are definitely wanting and you've got a bunch of footage sat on a shelf that you haven't done anything with that you've already paid for and a big budget tv series you know can cost you like millions per episode anyway so why not chuck 20 30 million using that and turn it into a series for for hbo max so um yeah i i mean hopefully it will land over here somewhere we don't know where yet but i'm fairly sure it will turn up on sky somewhere because there is such 
much an appetite for it. So uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I love those Jason Momoa videos that he did. It's yeah. like it's like we're all just sitting around doing nothing. Release a Snyder cut. <laughs> so that was uh, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I like Jason Momoa a lot. So. I, I mean, I'd rather suspect he'd been told that they were doing it before he released that video because <laughs> it because it did make it look like Aquaman had just said release the Snyder cut, and it's like, well, we don't want to upset Jason Momoa, and then just like <laughs> immediately came out with the announcement afterwards. So I, I think he probably knew at that point that it was coming. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was funny the way that that kind of all came together. The thing is everybody's been going oh yeah you know I want to see it but we don't know whether it's going to be any good or not we don't know whether it's actually going to be any better than the Josh Whedon version I mean it sounds like it probably is from bits and pieces we've heard but who knows hopefully I mean it'll be interesting to see in a sort of longer format and like split up and so we'll see but yeah I mean I'm looking forward to it I'll be really interested to see what it do apparently there's like i think three and a half or four hours worth of like footage so you've got a lot you've got a lot there to uh to work with and to see so Mm. um isn't this supposed to include like green lantern and martian manhunter and yeah isn't it ray chow or whatever the the atom atom character oh um, oh, he's got atom in it as well yeah because i knew it got martian i don't know if he's gonna be the atom but i remember um zach at some point tweet because he's been tweeting photos for years about like hey this was gonna happen and martian manhunter was gonna show up and this and that yeah, yeah. and uh, I think Ray Chow was yeah he was mentioned in there I don't know if he suits up or whatever but uh, I remember him tweeting that he was going to be in a particular scene so uh, that should be quite exciting yeah well that that would be interesting we'll, we'll see but uh, yeah I am rather looking forward to it because it, it does sound like it's going to be uh, really interesting and very different to what the movie version was so uh, so that's going to be good we'll have to see what it comes out like but um, keep an eye out for that we'll let you know when it gets a UK premiere somewhere so that that's all the stuff we've been doing. Let's move on to the TV and film news. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So we kick off the TV and film news with Renewal's cancellations and pickups as always. Uh, Renewal's first one was What We Do in the Shadows, which FX decided to renew for a third season. Uh, I watched a few episodes of that for the first season of that I did really enjoy it I just haven't gone back to watching the rest of it but they've now picked it up for a third season so uh, that's all good I think it was quite funny and uh, very silly it's Takita Wahiti's silly sense of humour for that so, uh, <laughs> so uh, cool. about a house full of vampires but it's, it's very funny ABC came out with their major announcements for all their renewals and cancellations so um, some good ones in here we got off reasonably lightly there were a few cancellations for things that aired over here but we got off reasonably lightly for stuff. Uh, the Rookie and Stumptown, which were two of the big shows which we were waiting for, they've both been renewed. Mixed Dish is picked up again. American Housewife, Blackish, The Connors, The Goldbergs, A Million Little Things, which didn't air over here. They also renewed a couple of reality.
reality shows The Bachelor, Dancing with the Stars, Shark Tank, which is the American version of Dragon's Den, along with the US version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and the new show 2020. They'd already renewed The Good Doctor, Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, American Idol, American Funny Home Videos, so they'd already been renewed. So we're very, very happy to see the the rookie back because that had been on a lot of people's bubble lists, so I'm very happy that's back. Same with Stumptown as well, because that's been quite a fun show. So I'm quite happy with those as pickups. Cancellations, a bunch of things that hadn't aired, like Bless This Mess, Kids Say the Darndest Things, Schooled, which aired on E4 over here, which I think was a Goldberg's spin-off. So I'm sort of surprised that that didn't manage to make it through, but apparently it wasn't anywhere near as good from people that saw it. Single Parents, which was a comedy which aired on Comedy Central over here, and Emergence, which is the uh, sci-fi-ish show that's uh, on Fox over here and I mean we said I don't know whether you remember when we did the pilot stuff last year but at the moment yeah. we read the thing out for Emergence we kind of went yeah that's getting cancelled after one season and it is so yeah bit of a shame I've been enjoying that show so it's a shame to see to see that go yeah but, I mean uh, I'm, I'm going to keep watching the first season though but because I'm still enjoying it and that so. yeah same here I mean I've been enjoying the first season it's uh, not the most original idea I mean it's little kid has superpower of some description and mysterious sort of people after a we've seen that kind of story before but i'm enjoying it it's nicely put together it's fun so it's a shame to see it get canned but uh yeah so that won't be coming back unfortunately but we did say right last year when we were talking about them after the pilot announcements that that wasn't going to be coming back there's still two series they haven't renewed or cancelled yet one's called for life and one's called the baker in the beauty neither of those have aired in the UK but they've, they're still umming and ahhing about those two they have picked up two new shows one's called Big Sky which is from David E. Kelly the man behind Big Little Lies this is about a couple of private detectives who join forces with the estranged wife and ex-cop of uh, one of them to search for two sisters who've been kidnapped by a truck driver on a remote highway in Montana when they discover that these are not the only girls who have disappeared in the area they must race against the clock to stop the killer before another woman is taken so that's again seems a relatively generic setup but i mean david e kelly does make some decent stuff and could be quite good who knows we'll have to wait and well we, we weren't sure about zoe's playlist <laughs> well, ex- exactly so, um yeah. ryan philippe plays one of the cops uh yeah that's a sort of interesting face that you might recognize Catherine winnick is one of the others so uh yeah one to look out for no idea when or where that may air over here we don't even know when it's going to get filmed yet so you know everything's shut down because of the virus and then there is one called call your mother which is a multi-cam comedy so that's a standard studio sitcom follows an empty nester mum who wonders how she ended up alone while her children live their best life thousands of miles away she decides her places with her family and reinserts herself into their lives their kids realize that they may need her more than they thought so i mean that again sounds like a Hmm. very generic setup for a sitcom but who knows i mean it might be fine it might be rubbish we'll see that's there's absolutely nothing particularly original about that in terms of the description so yes those are two things to look out for that's called call your mother and the other one was called big sky moving on to the the big bombshell announcement that we got this week ruby rose is leaving batwoman after one season but the show is definitely coming back for a second season and they are going 
to cast a new lead actress. So, yeah, I don't think anybody really expected that. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Um, Ruby Rose released a statement saying, I've made the very difficult decision not to return to Batman in this season. It was not a decision I made lightly. I have the utmost respect for the cast, crew, and everybody involved with the show in both Vancouver and Los Angeles. I'm very appreciative of Greg Berlanti, Sarah Shooter, and Caroline Dias, not only for giving me this incredible opportunity, but for welcoming me into the DC universe. They're so beautifully created. I'll let you guys on to thank some other people as well. But uh, yes, I mean, basically saying, yes, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Neither Rose or the show actually gave a reason for it, although there was a thing that came out on one of the websites afterwards who are usually fairly reliable, who had talked to one of the insiders they have there and said it wasn't 100% her decision. What it sounds like is she basically wasn't overly happy with working on the show. I think she didn't quite realise how much work a network show like this was going to be. I mean, if you've ever heard Stephen Amell or Grant Gustin talk in a interview about the amount of work, it is a hard slog doing these things. They're, I yeah. mean, they work long, long hours. You know, when they say it, they're like, I'm not complaining about it because it's a privileged opportunity to, to do something like this. But it is a lot of work and it takes its toll on you. And I don't think she quite realised quite how much work it was going to be so she'd not been particularly happy because she wasn't very happy that didn't make her much fun to work with so that sort of tainted the experience I think slightly for both sides so I think it was sort of 75% 25% kind of her wanting to leave and them kind of slightly giving her a nudge and just it it sort of more of a relationship breakup and it just wasn't working out that sounds like it, it what it was so yeah I mean, interesting. We don't know how they're going to handle it. We don't know if it's just she's going to turn up in the next episode and have a completely different face for whatever reason. Although, handily, handily, the show does deal with people that have face-swapping mask technology things. So, yeah. yeah. So they're, they've used that before, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, so, so maybe it's she gets hideously disfigured by something and somebody saves her and she comes back with a different face or maybe they just don't reference it at all i mean the other possibility is of course is you don't put kate kane back in the bat suit for whatever reason but i i think that would be slightly more difficult to do because so much of that show is built around kate's relationship with her dad and her sister and her ex-relationship and you know so i think if you were going to bring in somebody else like you know a different dc character to become batwoman that wouldn't really work because so much of the show is built around kate kane so i think you sort of do have to replace the character of kate kane rather than bring another person into the suit. Mm. I think you can just have a new actress show up as Kate Kane. I don't think you need to necessarily like explain it or whatever. Obviously explain it to the audience and stuff with news of like, okay, this person is now playing Kate Kane or whatever. But I I think if you just carry on the, the story that you were doing from season one, she just turns up in season two, whoever the new actress is going to be. You just go from there, I think. It's a big, big change and everyone will have to get used to it and that. But I think that's probably still the best way to, to do it in this situation. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty shocking piece of news. Um, I was watching on uh, John Campier's show and uh, he was talking about like he, he can't remember. He couldn't remember the last time like a big story 
Dar had left after the first season of something. When he sort of said that, I couldn't think of that either. Because obviously, you know, like you said, mm. with, with, with the Arrowverse leads, like we've got Sarah, we've got Black Lightning and all that, and we've got uh, Oliver and, and Kara and all the other characters. They've all sort of stayed there and, and everything's been relatively fine. Everything's worked with with all that. But um, yeah, I've, I've heard similar things as well. I've seen similar interviews with, uh, specifically with, with Stephen Amell. Of course, he's mm. the one that's been doing it all the longest. And he's kind of said that like, yeah, sometimes his wife like wasn't happy with the work hours and sometimes like especially with the crossovers as well the crossovers is one of the big things I always yeah. hear about in terms of the workload because that's then also as well as doing the 22 or 23 episodes that's also another two or three extra yeah. or four in, in last year's case for them to do and, and all the main stars even though you have certain side characters that sometimes are in and out of those crossovers for the most part it is you know the legend Supergirl Flash Arrow all of them are in that so it adds up to even more work and stuff but uh, maybe she just kind of couldn't handle it and maybe at the end of the day if if that was affecting the workplace which is something that you don't want and she kind of wanted to move on and so did everybody else maybe it is just for the best that she kind of just moves on does something maybe slightly lighter yeah or whatever and uh, they get an actor in who's uh, up for the 20 plus episodes season sort of thing yeah so I mean we'll have to wait and see who takes over they have said that they specifically want an LGBTQ actress to take over the role because that was one of the things with you know the character is obviously openly out and they wanted a uh, gay actress to play the role that sort of limits the, the people that you can go to to, to be able to put in yeah, this uh, I, there, there have been a few lists floating around and I pulled out a few names it's Stephanie Beatrice who is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, the moment <laughs> Ruby Rose like <laughs> left and the announcement the all came out about the fact we're looking for an LBGTQ actress. She, she tweeted out, reads everything about Batwoman. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, she's obviously on Brooklyn Nine-Nine at the moment, but she seems like she plays quite a sort of tough character on there. So, I mean, that would be an interesting choice. She'd be uh, good, yeah. Dominique Provost-Shortley, who is in Winona Earp, was in Winona Earp, and uh, Kat Barrell, who was also in Winona Earp, but both of which were possibilities. Has uh, that finished, that show? Yes, I think that's finished, oh, okay. that show. So so they're both free agents now, so they're possibilities. Cara Delevingne was a name that I saw floated around, but of course she's doing Carnival Row at the moment, and that is a second season, so I think that's unlikely. Asia Kate Dillon was another name that I, I, I think she would be fabulous as well she plays Taylor in Billions who would be a brilliant brilliant choice but she's playing Taylor in Billions and I mean I don't know what happens on this current season but that character is still on that show at the moment so we'd have to see where they go with that Bella Thorne was a name that I saw floated around who is I I think sort of known as an actress but also known as kind of a personality as well but uh, Famous in Love was one of the shows that she was on and uh, Bex Taylor Klaus who has actually been on the Arrowverse before she played Sin on Arrow but she's been in Deputy and 30 Reasons Why and Deputy has just got cancelled 13 Reasons Why have just ended so I mean she is around as well so that may be a possibility but mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean there are there, you may decide just to go for a complete unknown of course but I, I think part of them maybe they want to go for somebody who has some network experience purely because they want somebody that understands how much work this is going to be yeah um, the one actress that comes to my mind that isn't on this list is uh, Yvonne Strahovski, Kate from from 24 and she also played somebody in uh, Dexter as well I think she'd be she'd be quite good oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's possible maybe hmm. but uh, that was the one actress I, I kind of thought of yeah 
interesting. That will be uh, an interesting choice as well. But we'll we'll have to wait and see where, what they go with. I mean, obviously they've got to start shooting this at some point. It's probably going to be towards the end of the summer before they do. So it may be a couple of months before we actually get a name. But uh, I mean, I'm sure they're reaching out to people right now. And I'm yeah. sure and anybody who is free and looking for work right now and is a sort of LBGTQ actress in Bollywood at the moment is probably going after this role because I mean it's you know it's a big big gig so uh, well, well it's a DC see. thing so yeah. plus you'll also be on you know crossover episodes with yeah, Grant Gustin and a, Vanessa it, Benoist and all that it's so. a DC thing it, it's on the CW we know how the CW hates cancelling well anything uh, pretty <laughs> much so yeah. you know you pretty much as long as you don't screw it up too badly there is a very very good chance that you're going to be on there for as many seasons as they want to make it so it's a really really a good job opportunity we'll have to see who I'm sure there'll be a lot of fighting over that role but we'll have to see who they go with moving on there is a new production company which is called Complete Fiction which I love as a name uh, <laughs> but uh, we don't usually talk much about the formation of production companies but because of the people involved it's Edgar Wright Nira Park Joe Cornish and Rachel Pryor the previous production company that Nira and Edgar were at was Big Talk who produced the uh, Cornetto trilogy and also Baby Driver so they've now teamed up with Joe Cornish who Edgar's worked with many times before and Rachel Pryor who is their other partner they've now formed this new company called Complete Fiction they've got three shows actually in development with Netflix right now one of them we have mentioned ages and ages ago called Lockwood & Co which is a supernatural action adventure detective series based on a bunch of best-selling novels by Jonathan Stroud set in an alternate London beset by an epidemic of spooks and ghouls only a few young people have the ability to see and hear the supernatural tellers and it's their job to fight them the smallest and most ramshackle psychic detection agency of all is Lockwood & Co it's going to be helmed by Joe Cornish that one uh, I, I think it's sounds like a lovely really interesting strange idea for a tv show i don't know the books particularly but uh, i know there are fans of it out there so i think that will be an interesting one assuming netflix pick it up there is a sci-fi horror trilogy called uh, murders of molly southbourne again based on book adaptations by tate thompson they follow molly southbourne who is afflicted with a mysterious condition every time she bleeds a doppelganger grows from her blood and attempts to kill her (laughs) so that's terrifying um yeah i i kind of thought that that's like a a really interesting bizarre idea for one as well so uh, they're working on version of that and the other one is a historical fantasy series inspired by islamic folklore called city of brass it's the davabad trilogy by um sk chakraborty and it follows nari who is a talented con woman who accidentally summons an equally sly and darkly mysterious jinn warrior during one of her cons and is forced to accept the magical world she thought only existed in childhood stories is real. It sounds like a sort of version of Ghost, the old movie, where you've got like the, this sort of con woman that suddenly finds herself haunted by a, by a spirit, which 
was basically the plot of Ghost. So um, I, I think that's kind of an interesting, uh, fun idea. Depends who they cast in, in it. But um, yeah, I, th- I quite like the sound of that. That could be quite a fun one as well. So uh, yeah, three kind of genre series, which I think could be quite interesting. Yeah, a couple of interesting things in there. Um, obviously, Netflix is a very, very good streaming service. You've got some good names in this production company. Um, so looks good at the moment. Obviously, we'll see what these shows look like and that. I'm very interested in the um, clones from uh, Blood thing. Yes, I thought um, that might be your sort of yeah, thing. Because <laughs> what would you what would you do about that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's but, like uh, you, every time you bleed, you suddenly end up with a clone. But that mm-hmm. wants to I suppose it depends like, on, on your lifestyle as well. If you don't get injured too much, yeah, uh, then it might not be as much of a problem. But uh, yeah, interesting little idea. Yes. So fascinating idea so <laughs> yeah, yes that sounded intriguing I li- do like the sound of Lockwood & Co particularly with Joe Cornish doing it and uh, City of Brass I think sounds like a really intriguing idea as well so uh, I like the names behind that I think the fact that it's people like Joe Cornish and Edgar Wright doing it I yeah I, I think that's going to be an interesting mix of stuff. Plus, with all this, you know, streaming wars, you've got a dozen names in there. I'm not going to sit here and list all of them, but all, all the mm. big names. Plus, you've got, you know, HBO Max launching and all that. That's going to have some stuff on it. Obviously, HBO itself is already doing well enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Netflix adding more stuff to their locker, if you will. Yeah. Um, makes that market more competitive. And at, at the end of the day, even though, yes, there's tons and tons of great TV shows out there, but that's what we wanted because in it, then if, let's say, Netflix comes out with a really, really great series, and then the others look around like Disney or Apple or HBO and they, they all have to compete with each other and at the end of the day it just gives us more entertaining TV to watch so yeah absolutely um, and the last story we've got this week is is one that I think will probably make you quite happy because when you were <laughs> when we were talking about Good Omens you basically said I could just sit and watch these two characters just chat to each other all day <laughs> and now we get the chance so yeah. uh, David Tennant and Michael Sheen are teaming up again for a new comedy it's a filmed in lockdown it's called staged it's for bbc one it's uh, six 15 minute episodes and the setup for it is it features the cast of a play who are furloughed when their upcoming west end production is suddenly brought to a halt due to the virus so they've all talking on video chat and the series follows the cast as they try their best to keep the rehearsals on track well in lockdown so that's the setup for it they did put a little clip of it up online and it does look very funny. And it is basically David Tennant <laughs> and Michael Sheen just messing around chatting with each other. That's pretty much all it is. But uh, it, it looks very, very, very funny. It's uh, written by Simon Evans and Phil Glynn. It not only stars Sheen and Tennant, it also stars Georgina Tennant and Anna Lumberg, who conveniently are the partners of David and Michael. So that makes filming that quite a lot easier. Uh, and Lucy Eaton as well well so uh yeah it's it's, there's going to be more guest stars along the way which they're going to confirm so uh it depends who else they can rope in but i mean given who's involved with it i think you know that and it's and it's all done over video chat and nobody's doing anything at the moment you could get some quite big names getting roped into this which could be quite good fun yeah i really really liked you know the two of them in in good omens and all that i think that uh i mean to me you know i I hadn't read the the book of good omens so i was going in there pretty blind but Mm. the thing that stood out the most to me 
was not only you know how talented David Tennant and Michael Sheen are, but their their on screen on screen chemistry and stuff, and uh, just how funny they were together. And yeah. uh, a lot of that was to do with the fact that you know they were playing opposite characters. One was essentially a devil character, one was an angel, and uh, they ended up having to team up. So that ended up to some really really great stuff. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. I haven't actually seen the little clip that you've just talked about, but I'll have to go and check that out later. Like you said, as as what I'd kind of said before, I could watch these two just kind of chat to each other kind of thing yeah. so uh, even something as simple as this could really be could really be uplifted by uh talent such as that so um yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to this yeah i am very much looking forward to this it's called staged it's going to be six 15 minute episodes it's airing on bbc one in june it's then going to be on as a box set onto the iplayer afterwards definitely one to watch out for when it lands we haven't got an exact date for it yet but it'll be coming in june at some point so that's all the news we've got for this week let's move on to some highlights for next week on tv so we've only got four shows on highlights for next week on TV this time, uh, but uh, so a couple of interesting ones. We've got We Hunt Together, which is coming to Alibi on the 27th of May at 10 p.m., which is a six-part thriller about a former child soldier desperate to suppress his predisposition for violence and Freddie, a magnetic and disarmingly charming free spirit. One to go and look out for if you like the sound of that. That's on Alibi on the 27th of May at 10 p.m. Then we've got First Two Team, which is a football comedy from the people behind the in-betweeners this sounds pretty much like it's the in-betweeners but with them as footballers rather than at school boards or anything else that's coming to bbc2 on the 28th of may at 9 30 and that's called the first team i'm quite interested in that yeah there isn't a lot of um I suppose because there's, well, not at the moment, but there's a lot of football out there to watch. Um, yeah. But uh, th- there hasn't been a lot of like scripted TV shows other than that thing, uh, the, the English game on Netflix, which came out a couple of months ago and that, which uh, I quite enjoyed. A scripted kind of comedy thing with football could be pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm interested to see how the, the combination of both the guys behind the in-betweeners and football, how that kind of goes. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, that should be quite an interesting one. I'm sure that would be very funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, called the first team, 28th of May, BBC two at 9 30 for that there is central park which is an animated series coming on the 29th of may to apple tv plus that's an animated musical comedy follows a family of caretakers who live and work in central park in new york josh gad titus burgess kirsten bell are doing the voices for it so uh, i think that could be worth a watch particularly as it's kind of those guys involved and it's a musical comedy and i i think that sounds like it's going to be quite lovely so uh, that's on Apple TV Plus on 29th of May for that and then Space Force on the 29th of May on Netflix as well which the entire series lands it's uh, from the people that bought you the American office and it's about the idea of Space Force this <laughs> wonderfully stupid idea that <laughs> they came up with in America and uh, yeah it, Steve Carell's starring in it there are trailers up we've got trailers up on the website it looks like it's going to be very silly and very funny yeah. and i do like the look of it but that's uh, good yeah 
29th of May for that. Yeah, 29th of May for that. So uh, definitely one to look out for. That's everything we have for this week. If they want to find more stuff from you, where can they find you about? Entertainmenttalk.org. Like I said, classic reviews, 3rd of June. It'll be at noon, so a bit of a different time to all this sort of stuff. But uh, that'll be available. Very excited to see what everybody thinks of what I've done with the season. I'm very happy with what I've done with it myself, um, (laughs) which is is good. Going to actually be taking a podcast break from this Wednesday, which is, you know, a lot, some of this stuff is coming out past that time, which should be good. But uh, yeah, if, if you also want to find me on Twitter, come and say hello and, and whatever and find the, the post through Twitter as well. Uh, that's at eTalkUK. Excellent. And of course, for us, you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions and comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website. Find us at Geektown on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown on Instagram at Geektown UK. That is everything. We shall be back for another show next week. Make sure you all stay safe. Wash your hands, cover your faces, all that sort of stuff. Talk to elderly relatives and uh, stay safe. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.